Hey, what's up, everyone? It's time for another Old Head Podcast. I'm Steven, and thank you for joining me once again. And if it's your first time, welcome. Before I get started today, I just want to remind everyone that I do have a YouTube channel, if you're just listening to this as a podcast right now. And on that YouTube channel, I talk about some of my vinyl collection, I do some album reviews, I chit-chat about this and that, you know, all things rock and metal, kind of like I do here, but in kind of a shorter form, and you get to look at me. Added bonus. So go check that out. I'm on YouTube as Old Head Podcast. So today I thought I would spend some time talking about the big four. Now for those of you who don't immediately know what I'm talking about when I say the big four, if you hear a metalhead say that term, what they're referring to is the four biggest thrash metal bands that have ever existed. These bands are Metallica, Megadeth, Slayer, and Anthrax. And these bands have been talked about to death. I know. So today, I'm going to kind of take it apart a little bit. Why are these bands in the big four? Should the big four even be a thing, or should it be different, or should other bands be in the big four? What does it all mean, you know? So, let's start off with the obvious. It's pretty clear that the four bands that have been placed and given the moniker the big four are there because they're bands from the beginning of the whole thrash metal thing in the early 80s, and they're bands that have persevered over the decades, and not only that, they have reached a huge audience all over the world, they have influenced hundreds or maybe more of bands, and they're just very important bands in the history of heavy metal and definitely in the history of thrash metal. But that term that I just used, thrash metal, is the reason why I think some people like to argue over the big four. Because half of those bands, I would even go to say three-fourths of those bands, have done a shitload of music that is not thrash metal. Slayer being the one exception. For the most part, they've stuck to their guns and been pretty damn thrashy, aside from maybe one album, for their entire career. In the 90s, Metallica, Megadeth, and Anthrax all made very non-thrash metal metal. And most of it was pretty damn good. Some of it not so good. But it wasn't thrash metal. So if this is the big four of thrash metal, who should be in it then, if we're just talking thrash metal? So let's take it back to the beginning. Let's let's go through the timeline of when these pioneering and groundbreaking thrash metal albums were released. How did it happen? Well, 1983 is pretty much where it started. Two albums were released in 1983 that were very important in the beginning of thrash metal. One of those was released in July of 1983, and that was the album Kill 'Em All from Metallica. So that was the first one. 
You can argue until you're blue in the face about which bands deserve to be in the big four, but you can't argue that out of all of the bands whose names get tossed around, Metallica was the first one to release an album. And soon after that, though, in December of 1983, Slayer released their debut album, Show No Mercy. Now, both those albums... When they came out, they were fucking game changers. They're they're pretty raw, but they're very aggressive and energetic and fast, and they're exciting albums to listen to even today. So just those two albums alone place those two bands high up in the list of important thrash metal bands. But then in 1984, we got the debut release from Anthrax, which was called Fistful of Metal. Now, that album's a little iffy to me because it doesn't sound exactly like the Anthrax we would all come to know and love. One, because it has a different vocalist. It's the only album with the vocalist Neil Turbin. And it is a little more closely related to your Iron Maiden and your new wave of British heavy metal kind of stuff. There's some thrashiness in there for sure. But compared to Show No Mercy and Kill 'Em All... It's not that thrashy. But still, out of all the bands that you hear talked about when it comes to thrash metal, Anthrax was the third one to release an album. And also in that year, in 1984, Metallica went ahead and already released their second album, and that was the classic metal album, Ride the Lightning. Now, in Ride the Lightning, there's still some thrashiness going on, but they're already clearly moving away from the genre a little bit. They're already experimenting. So let's keep that in mind. In 1985, we get the debut album from a band called Overkill. Their album, Feel the Fire, came out on April 15th of 1985. And then, right after that, on April 25th of 1985, came the debut album from Exodus, Bonded by Blood. Now, a lot of people will argue that Exodus was the original thrash metal band because they were doing shit kind of around the time Metallica started, maybe even a little bit before, and for whatever reason, they didn't end up releasing their debut album until 1985. So, even if you want to argue that Exodus is more important to thrash metal than Metallica, from the perspective of a fan that wasn't already immersed in that local thrash metal scene, Exodus hit the scene two years after Metallica did. And in that same year, we got album number two from Anthrax and Slayer. We got Hello Waits from Slayer and Spreading the Disease from Anthrax. Spreading the Disease, in my opinion, is the first proper Anthrax album because it really starts to sound like the Anthrax that ends up blowing up. But also in 1985, another important debut album shows up, and that is the album Killing Is My Business and Business Is Good from Megadeth, another of the quote-unquote Big Four. Now, Megadeth were not one of the original thrash metal bands, as everybody knows, because Dave Mustaine was an original member of Metallica, and when he was kicked out, he started Megadeth. But for some reason, Megadeth ended up becoming a lot more popular than some of the bands that were there in the beginning. I say for some reason, but I mean, all you gotta do is listen to their first five albums and you know why. But Either way, they were a little bit later on. Then we get to 1986. And 1986 sees the release of the classic Metallica album, Master of Puppets. Still has some thrashiness on it, 
but definitely getting more and more progressive as they go along. On the other hand, Slayer hits the entire world in the face with the classic thrash metal album Rain in Blood, arguably one of the most universally loved metal albums. And also that year, we get another classic thrash metal album, Peace Sells But Who's Buying from Megadeth. And that album still finds Megadeth sticking to those thrash metal sounds. And so let's move on to 1987, where we get the introduction of a new band and another one that I often hear arguments for their inclusion in the Big Four, and that is the band Testament, who released their debut album, The Legacy. Now, you could say this was like the second wave of thrash metal, if you want, but either way, Testament are one of my favorite thrash metal bands and definitely important as the genre got more and more popular. Also in 1987, another fucking classic thrash metal album, Among the Living by Anthrax. That, still fucking thrashy. They're still sticking to that. Now let's move on to 1988. I'm going to move fast because we're trying to get through this timeline because now we're getting to the point where everything's getting really fucking popular with thrash metal. There's thrash metal bands appearing left and right everywhere, all doing shit that's thrashy and kind of similar. Some of it good, some of it kind of okay, but all in your face and fast and aggressive and everyone's trying to get a piece of this shit. And that year, all of the big four released really fucking good albums. You got South of Heaven by Slayer. You got Injustice for All from Metallica. You got State of Euphoria from Anthrax. And you got So Far, So Good, So What by Megadeth. Now that is a good fucking year for music. Now as we reach the end of the 80s, out of the big four as we know today, all of them are still pretty thrashy. Metallica being the one that's a little bit on the edges of everything already, but Anthrax, Slayer, Megadeth, still putting out albums that are very closely tied to that thrash metal sound. So let's skip ahead a little bit. In 1990, yeah, yeah, we got Rust in Peace, we got Persistence of Time, we got Seasons in the Abyss, all three classic albums from three of the big four. But then, 1991, Metallica releases The Black Album, which is the first album out of all of these where it's very clearly not thrash metal at all. Still heavy, still fucking good, not thrash metal. And soon after that, 1992, we get Countdown to Extinction from Megadeth. That album, not as thrashy as they had been doing. In fact, half the album is very not thrash. Everyone's expanding their sound. And I'm going to stop with my timeline in 1993. And the reason I'm stopping there is because everything became way less thrashy, and the best example of that was the 1993 album Sound of White Noise from Anthrax. Now, I talked about this album in another podcast, but it's very not thrashy. All of these bands have now sort of moved to this more middle-of-the-road metal sound, except for Slayer. Slayer, still kicking it, still trying to keep it fast and aggressive and thrashy. So, let's take this timeline and break it down a little bit. Now, if we're talking about bands that were there in the beginning, bands that were doing the thrash metal sound, and bands that stuck with the thrash metal sound, should the big four still be Metallica, 
Anthrax, Slayer, Megadeth? I, I don't really think so. If we're going to have the rule of it being a thrash metal big four, then you may want to include bands that have continued to fly that thrash metal flag. So in that case, who would those bands be? In my opinion, the four bands that stuck the most closely to the thrash metal sound would be Slayer, Exodus, Overkill, and Testament. Those guys, aside from an album or two maybe, have stuck to making that fast, aggressive, thrashy music. But those are not the quote-unquote big four bands. And obviously that is because Exodus, Overkill, and Testament did not have that huge, massive appeal that the other four bands did. Now, to me, I still don't quite understand how Slayer has become universally loved the way that they are, even by people who don't really listen to metal. But, you know, good for them. They stuck to their guns, and they made it out the other end with everyone still looking at them like these fucking monsters. So, great. But in my opinion... Because they stuck so closely to that sound, it kind of pigeonholes them a little bit and almost, to me, makes them seem less important because they didn't come from the thrash metal world and then expand their sound and continue to have success like the other three bands did. Now, to me, if I was going to make my own big four, I wouldn't really change very much. In my opinion, I would take Slayer out of the mix, and I would throw in Suicidal Tendencies. And the reason that I would choose them, aside from the fact that they're one of my favorite bands, is because they released their first album the same year Metallica did. They dabbled in that thrash sound and became more thrashy throughout the 80s, and pretty much pioneered a new subgenre, which was the crossover thrash metal sound. But on top of that, they started experimenting with their sound, and to me, they were very successful with doing that. Now, the big hole in my logic here is the fact that by the mid-90s, Suicidal kind of fell off the map for a little bit and weren't really doing that well. So... I'm really throwing them in there as kind of a way to discuss what this whole Big Four thing actually means. Is it the longevity of the band? Is it who was there first? Is it who was most popular or who was most influential? You could argue any different angle and come up with probably a different number of bands that you could throw in there. But because three out of the four bands have done a lot of music that isn't necessarily thrash metal, it almost makes me think that maybe the big four should just be the big four of metal. But if you do that, who would those four bands be? Clearly, one of them would be Black Sabbath, because without Black Sabbath, we don't really have metal as we know it today. And, I don't know, let's think about this for a minute. So we have Black Sabbath, we got three more slots. I'm going to go ahead and say Metallica would end up being in there just for the reach that band has had around the world over the years. They're a very important and one of the biggest metal bands. But if you're going to throw Metallica in there, you're also going to have to throw in there Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden is 
probably bigger than Metallica in some parts of the world, and equally as influential. So that gives us three of this big four of metal. Who would be the fourth? Should it still be Slayer? I mean, think about it. Slayer is universally loved, so much so that people that don't even listen to metal say they like Slayer. That seems like an important thing. But maybe we should move more modern with a band that is big around the world. I mean, would Slipknot go in there? I mean, don't get me wrong, it's still baffling how that band is even popular, but it seems like they are very popular. And they are metal. But you know, I'm not going to fill in that fourth spot. I'm going to leave that up to you. Who do you think the last of the big four of metal would be? Or do you think we even need that? Do you think this is just a huge fucking waste of time? Who cares who the big four are? You know what? I like all those fucking bands. They're my big ten or whatever, you know? And let's not forget that we're also leaving out great thrash metal bands like Sacred Reich, Forbidden, Death Angel. I mean, these are all great bands. All very important bands. So... Maybe we just get rid of this whole Big Four thing and we just talk about the bands that we love and stop trying to argue over who's better. That sounds like a good idea because some of you have really shitty taste in music, but I'm not going to tell you that your favorite band is wrong. My favorite band is Metallica, a band that seems to have an equal amount of people shitting all over them as they do having people praise them. But at the end of the day, we still get to enjoy all these fucking amazing albums. It doesn't matter what your argument is for any band or any album. I still get to listen to Ride the Lightning and Peace Sells But Who's Buying and Among the Living and Seasons in the Abyss. And those albums still sound as heavy and exciting and important as they did 30 years ago or whatever. And to me, that's a big fucking deal. So, what did we learn today? Not a goddamn thing. But it was fun to talk about, right? Anyway, thanks for joining me again. You guys are the best. Thanks to everyone out there who's keeping rock and metal alive. You're all beautiful people. And just like we heard in the Metallica song, Hit the Lights... When we start to rock, we never want to stop again. All right, guys. I will see you next time. Bye.